Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings or literary contexts, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith, so we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, we're looking at the third Sunday in Advent and looking at uh, joy, so let's uh, jump right into it. All right. Well, friends, let me tell you something about sermon preparation. This is what happens. Um, we uh, pray about uh, where God would lead us, and we uh, study and read and pray and write and study and read and pray and write. And then after the sermon is finished and we prepare for the podcast, then we find all these other cool things that would have been awesome to say in the sermon. <laughs> Sometimes we find those before we preach and we just don't have time. This week, um, Randy found an article that was uh, really pretty cool. And uh, uh, it talks about um, um, what joy is and what joy isn't. So um, I really liked uh, what this author said. I'm trying to find the author. Uh, Matt Tullos, T-U-L-L-O-S. Um, and uh, Matt talks about joy is trusting when you want to doubt. Um, joy is receiving when you want to reject. Um, um, in that, um, the talking about the innkeeper um, giving them the stable um, instead of just shoving them on their way and saying, Get out of here. Um, joy is celebrating when you want to fear. Um, now, I don't think we can always necessarily celebrate um, when fear is, is knocking at our door, but I don't know about any of you, but I uh, have a tendency to take that fear to places that uh, I just kind of let it let it build and build and build and uh, until it's pretty unrealistic. So uh, it <laughs> it's uh, not very helpful. So uh, maybe that is uh, maybe that's a that's a really good thing for me to keep in mind. Um, and then and then it talks about how to choose joy, and um, this is a kind of a good um, exercise, I think, for all of us um, as we think about. I don't I don't know if you have um, Advent wreaths at home, and if you um, um, light those, that was always a, a special part in my own family's tradition. My kids, um, and. Um, we have them out at our house now. We just rarely get to sit down together in a meal to actually do anything about them. But um, one is um, in in terms of how to choose joy. Maybe using that the lighting of the Advent candle to share um, one thing that you're trusting God to handle. Um, um, and if you are a family of one, then think about that. What are you trusting God to handle today? Um, and you may want to reach out to somebody else and say, hey, you know, hold me accountable. I'm trusting God to handle this. Um, I uh, I sometimes do that with um, uh, worry bags and just paper sacks. And and I tell folks, um, you know, if if we're struggling with something and we want God to take care of it, are we going to have to do that? And we want God to take care of that, then uh, we... Uh, um, write it on a piece of paper and put it in the bag. And if we decide that we want to worry about it, 
we got to reach in and take it out of the bag and take it out of God's hands. And it's just, for me, it's a very visual uh, and tactile experience of, okay, God, I really don't trust you on this. I'm going to worry about it some more. Um, and so anyway, uh, what's one thing you're trusting God to handle? The other thing is to encourage somebody, write a note to um, someone who's fearful and uh, let them know that you're praying for them to have the courage that they need. Um and then, and then make a list of the things that bring you joy. Not necessarily happiness, but what brings you joy. Um, and here's a, uh, a spoiler alert. Those things aren't going to be situations. They're going to be things related to your relationship with Christ. Uh, and then uh, express. Make time to, uh, to express the joy with somebody else. Um, but not in a chaotic thing that is just Christmas, you know, um, Let's let's make another uh, chaotic Christmas experience um, so that we have less time uh, to praise Jesus, but just some kind of a celebration. Uh, and then finally, pray. And the prayer that uh, they had here is uh, uh, the prayer of St. Francis, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Man, I love that. Love, love, love that prayer. Um, so just... Uh, that's just one thing that uh, that Randy felt found, uh, and uh, I stole and I'm sharing. Randy, do you want to say anything else about that particular article? No, I just uh, I, I just thought that was neat. I thought it was uh, too much for the kids to handle and not enough time to adequately talk about that. But this uh, uh, was just um, you know happiness in itself in and of itself is an emotion. Uh, but joy is uh, uh, a deeper experience that that we have. Um, it's sometimes interesting um, as we begin to think and reflect even on what makes us joyful or that me at least for me, it moves me into a place of gratitude of giving thanks, and that changes my spirit. Uh, I don't know that God is interested in creating this huge wave of fear within us, no. but he, I think he's really interested in somehow connecting with us, reaching out to us, drawing us to himself, and I think joy helps to do that. Uh, I think that's also true of the season. Um, I keep going back and reflecting on, uh, and I'm, I'm toying with the idea of, of doing even more research on uh, repentance prayers of Advent. On the, you know, it used to be the first, especially the first couple of weeks, were more of prayers of fasting and repentance, and then the third Sunday was the prayer or the candle of joy, or more of a of releasing of those kinds of things. And um, I think we've lost a little bit of something in 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 doing that. Uh, or not doing that, yeah, I think. Um, and so I'm, I'm just a bit more fascinated about that, uh, maybe this year than I have been for several years, um, about going back and thinking about um, what uh, some of our brothers and sisters to the eastern side of this world in eastern Christianity, if I could lo- use that loosely, would think about uh, these prayers of fasting and and what their prayers of repentance or par- prayers of penance our prayers of sacrifice might look like, um, just as a change of pace. Uh, I've been uh, I've been celebrating Christmas Western style for 63 years now, and uh, although I must admit the first couple of years I really 
didn't resonate much with whatever it was. But I, just just a different flavor, a different depth we could get to in terms of our relationship with God, a different place where God could draw us to himself maybe in a different way than we've experienced. So anyway, I just, uh, I'm just pondering that, and I, and I found that to be an interesting little piece in there. I am. Um for for some reason, and I think it's total uh, secularism, uh, we have come to this Christmas season every year and, and talked about it and thought about it as a happy, happy time. And it, it, I don't know that it has much to do with Jesus, to be quite honest. Um, in our culture, uh, it's just supposed to be a happy, happy time. And so people will say, um, isn't this death tragic, especially at this time of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? It means that we don't want anything sad to happen. It's almost like we're di- we're at Disney World, uh, Disneyland, wherever that is, um, at at the in, during the Christmas season during all of December, and um, I don't think that that's what uh, God intended when God sent Jesus into our world. Uh, yeah, but I I also think he he sent him in with indeed what we light those candles about. I yeah. think that. Absolutely. Jesus came into this world to bring a measure of hope in a darkened world, uh, which is uh, uh, the lights are bright in the worship center on Sunday morning when we light the Advent candles. But as we work our way around, there continues to be more light added every week, which is more hope added or more peace added or more understanding added or more awareness added. And so... uh, Maybe in the immediate, it doesn't always seem like joyous moments, but um, I think when we when we look at the bigger picture, um, at least for me, uh, my my happiness, my joy doesn't come from circumstances. It just really comes from an awareness, a sense of security, a sense of God knows the number of hairs on my head, a sense that he has me in the very palm of his hand. Uh, and that brings me a, a, a maybe just a different sense of peace, even in the midst of difficult circumstances. I don't know. I just uh, well, yeah, and I think that that's true of of the Christian. Um, we've got a lot for which to be thankful, a lot for which to be um, celebrating this season. Um, I just um, I think that there's a, a secular um, something that covers us that blinds us to sometimes, not always. Uh, blinds us to the um, the hope that comes from Christ, the deeper sense of hope that comes from Christ. Um, we think about the the uh, Israelites wandering in the desert and um, and waiting for that Messiah. And I, I've just been thinking a lot about that this Advent, and uh, how long they waited, and how long they waited, and how long they waited, and how long they waited. And uh, we want answers so quickly and. Um, you know, and especially, I mean, that happens more today than it did 20 years ago, even um, with uh, a, a highly electronic society. We want those answers really, really quickly. Um, sometimes fast food isn't even fast enough. Um, so, um, what are we, what are we doing with um, uh, with our waiting time? That's what Advent is—a time of waiting and a time of preparation. And and when you look back to that, what they used to call a mini Lent, um, uh, with uh, uh, Advent um, being fewer weeks than Lent, uh, what are we doing to actually wait upon the Lord? Um, 
and I think we busy ourselves so much during this holiday season that we uh, we don't wait upon the Lord. We just rush into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, I, you know, part of the Advent is also the anticipation for us in in this day and time, the anticipation of that return of the mm-hmm, Messiah. Absolutely. Uh, I think I probably this Advent season have been more. Uh, tracking along the lines of the children of Israel in captivity, uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and as they become, as, as they begin to get released from that captivity, uh, their anticipation of something different happening in their lives, and so uh, I'm not. Uh, not to be not to be on a, a negative mode this morning. I wonder what captivity sometimes we are bound in that we don't even know we're held captive by. Uh, but I I just um, I I just uh, I, I look for the kingdom coming on this earth. Um, frankly, that kingdom is here now. Mm-hmm. So that Jesus is providing that hope, that peace, that joy. Uh, that love right now, uh, if we can find space to receive it. Um, so, yeah, friends, I would be interested in hearing um, what it is that um, that this season um, does for you spiritually, and what you struggle with um, in terms of of uh, is it the busyness of the season? Is it um, uh, your past that you don't now get to experience because a loved one's gone. What is it, uh, good and bad, that um, uh, that you uh, struggle with or celebrate during this season? Um, I have we have a Christmas tree in our house that has uh, a lot of uh, symbolism on it. Um, I, we we are big on nativity, so we have nativities everywhere, including all over our tree, and uh, uh, our. Our granddaughter Monroe is almost three, and she came home from Thanksgiving, and we had all of the we had the tree up, and we had all the well, had a lot several nativities around, and she would point to one and say, "Who is that?" And I'd say, "That's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus." She'd point to another, and who's that? That's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Who that? Another one, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. So there's Mary, Joseph, and Jesus all over the place. Um, and uh, I put the ornaments down low that I thought she couldn't break or that she could play with. And so we don't have any ornaments on the lower uh, two-thirds of our tree because she's taller than I thought. Um, but but the symbols on there um, just mean a whole lot to me anyway um, about uh, reminding me you know why why I'm celebrating um, uh, even the green of the tree reminding me that God's love is is forever these evergreen trees don't die you know well they die mine doesn't because it's fake uh, but, <laughs> but uh, evergreens uh, in in the woods don't turn brown the leaves don't turn brown and so just to remind me that um, no matter what the weather is and and I don't mean that um, in a in a literal sense, but uh, whatever's happening around um, God's love is still real and constant and uh, and as strong as ever. Uh, so that's that's important to me this season. We're kind of at a crossroads and we haven't gone very far, you know. But well, um, you know, it's fifteen in. So oh well, okay that's, then, that's, Isaac. You know, uh, yeah. 
it's an we okay, need your inst- <laughs> it's an okay okay stopping point i think probably, we need you so. folks to just uh let us know yeah. that would be helpful if you guys just uh would you listeners would would let us know where you are on on some of these kinds of things so we can address them yep you can do that by email or facebook or twitter or any of those things you find on the uh the internet out there they'll get to us so um please do that and then next time we'll be back with the fourth uh sunday in advent and we'll be looking at uh luke chapter 1 verses 46 through 55 that's right we're talking about uh, god in the world and we'll be looking at um this baby came into this world and revolutionized some things and we're going to be talking about some of that revolution Sunday morning in worship. Great. Well, until then, grace and peace. Mm-hmm.